Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. The goal of this podcast in this episode is always to imp- to make you the smartest Amazon seller, to improve your ability to uh, to be good at this and to uh, ultimately you know, have a successful business. I have with me one of the top YouTubers that I have uh, found that cover Amazon. And when I, like, there's a lot of people that talk about Amazon on YouTube. And the ones that I like that, they really just, you know, they're very technical. They, they talk about things that move the needle. And it was very quick when I was jumping onto Ian's channel that he is one of those and he's been doing it for uh, quite some time. We'll jump into that and like his perspective on that. But there's a few subjects that uh, that he covered that I, I wanted to do because, you know, really I'm like, I'm like wanting to implement new uh, tips for uh, my business. Uh, we're we're going to talk conversion rate. We're going to talk photos uh, and some tips to to beat the competition. Ian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. So, um, how long? Well, let's let's jump into your background a little bit. Like, how long have you uh, been involved with uh, Amazon e-commerce? And then, like, when did you decide to uh, start? taking the study of learning Amazon and throwing it out on YouTube. So I started way back in 2017. That's when I really started my agency because I had just been bought out of a larger agency that I started with some partners. So in 2017, I started this agency 100% all on my own, um, started with the services of Facebook advertising, you know, Facebook ad management, building landing pages, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of my clients, we were doing off Amazon stuff, but they were Amazon sellers. And they were like, you know, this is back in 2017, keep in mind. So Amazon wasn't as big as it is now, but that's they were about, like- That's about the year that they rolled out their advertising for, for like okay. sponsor, sponsored products. It's like 2016, 2017. So like okay. really, er, really early stages. Yeah, so- Really, we were running Facebook ads. We were driving traffic to landing pages, driving them to their Shopify websites. And a lot of clients just started asking me, hey, can you drive traffic to my Amazon product page? And I was always like, no, I don't really suggest that because it's not going to be pixeled. We're not going to know if a conversion actually happens. Like they're going to probably get sold on one of your competitors' products. Like I was just so against it, but they kept on asking me and asking me. So I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. We'll do it. So we started doing that. And you know, it was just like I said, it was, we had no idea what was converting. We had no idea conversions and what was happening and really our, our true ROAS. But ultimately it got, that was like the very beginning of what got me interested in starting to learn Amazon. And as I started to get more demand for our services from Amazon sellers, I started to think, wow, maybe I should really just ditch all other clients and just focus in on Amazon and really position my agency as a full-on Amazon focused agency. So then when we did that, we really just started to to focus in on Amazon strategies. So Google search ads and building Amazon storefronts and optimizing product pages and product photo shoots and videos. And, uh, you know, I started making a lot of videos on YouTube talking about Amazon and tips for scaling products on Amazon and ranking on Amazon. And that was back when like rebate campaigns weren't as hairy and sketchy. So we were doing like a little bit of the gray and black hat stuff to, to rank on Amazon. Now mm-hmm. we don't do any of that at all. It's just completely white hat, but that was, those were the beginning times for us. Awesome. So um, I, your YouTube channel, um, do you, you, you have like about 10,000 subscribers what type of uh, content are people most interested in learning about? 
seems like a lot of people are interested in the Google search ads and driving off Amazon traffic to Amazon and then, you know, organic ranking and conversion rates. That's like what a lot of people are into because a lot of people can figure out how to run their own PPC campaigns or they hire an agency to, to run their PPC. But I just had this conversation with a client of mine that like, you can run all the PPC that you want in the world, but if your conversion rate on your page is like two to 5%, then you're not going to be profitable with your PPC ads. Um, So, so I think on just the last podcast that I recorded, we were talking about, uh, he, he basically said something very, you know, I don't know why it sounded like so profound, but like everyone wants to get complicated about the algorithm that it takes to like rank, um, you know, like you got to do SEO, you got to put the, the, the term in the back end and like all of that. And like, yeah, that's all great. But at the end of the day, like he said, he said, it's very simple. It's like, well, the amount of sales that you're putting through that search term and your conversion rate on that search term. Take those two things combined and like Amazon will like reward that. And um, I was like, wow, like that's pretty straightforward. Just like, just convert and have yeah. a good, and and then have a good rate. And it's like Amazon is looking at you versus your competitors and they want to give the customers the most, uh, like the best product. And um, yeah, which, which leads back to what you were just saying that like conversion rate just like really matters uh, in the short term and the long term, like both. Like I think, uh, you know, what it takes to elevate a product's conversion rate um, is important. My team right now, I would say like every three months, we're kind of pivoting a little bit. We're like, okay, we want to do this. Okay, we want to do this. And it actually led me to hiring a graphic designer and a copywriter um, on a much more uh, like, uh, like they're actually kind of on our payroll. And uh, because we're doing this for so many products, I want to increase the conversion rates. I have to, if not, yeah. I, if not, I feel like our products are going to die. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's pointless to run PPC ads, external traffic, or even just not have traffic running at all. And just be organic ranking when your conversion rate is very bad. Like, Amazon is way too saturated these days, especially in the US, to not try to put your best foot forward and not try to actually sell in the best way. So with how competitive it is, you really have to do a lot of things to set your listing apart from all of your competitors, because if you don't, you're just going to get your sales stolen from your competitors because they will be trying to improve their product photos, improve their videos. When Amazon rolls out new features like this new brand story or even like a storefront, those are things that are going to set you apart from your competition and storefronts and having brand stories unlock other features. So like having a storefront unlocks the ability for you to post and participate in Amazon posts, which is free organic discovery that you can have. It's mobile only, but if you don't have a storefront, you can't do Amazon posts. With mm-hmm. Brand Story, Amazon is rolling out this new so, premium A plus content section. Go ahead. Yeah. So tell me, t- what what is the Brand Story? Like, I know it's like brand new. You have to have um, uh, a storefront, like you said. Uh, where does this Brand Story go? So the Brand Story is kind of like a slider. It's a whole new section. It, it kind of changes depending on what product category you're in. Sometimes I've seen it above the EBC section. Sometimes I've seen it 
above the reviews section, which is below the EBC section. So kind of jumps around depending on the product category, but they allow you to have 19 carousel cards in this brand story section. And these cards can link to different products you offer, your storefront. They can just be static images and shoppers can kind of scroll left and right between your 19 different cards. And you don't have to have 19. You could do five, you could do 10. It so, sounds like it's mobile friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It's on both mobile and desktop. Okay, cool. Um, and it's more of just like another spot to just showcase like your, your entire brand. It is. And it's also required. So I was saying uh, premium A plus content, right? Premium is a lot better than basic A plus content. Basic A plus content is what everybody has. Once you get a trademark and you get brand registered and all that kind of stuff, you know, you can put images, you can put text. That's pretty much it. You're limited at like 900 pixel width for your images, but premium A plus content, Amazon used to charge $250,000 to big brands to have access to this type of content. And what it is, is it allows you to put multiple videos in your actual A plus content area, but they recently just removed that entire quarter million dollar price tag yeah. or fee. Yeah. Cause now that, it's free. I'm pretty sure like when I've looked at you know, Amazon's own products and the, the A plus content that they have, I'm like, they do more, you know, they, 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 that's where they have videos inside of their A plus content. And so I guess that was called premium A plus content. Right. And you had to pay a quarter million bucks now for a promotional time, only a, a promotional period, they're going to allow sellers to apply for this. And in order to apply and be eligible for it, you have to have a brand story section built out and you have to have at least 15 EBC sections, you know, basic A plus content sections built yep. out and approved in order to even just apply for premium A plus content. That's really specific. Uh, because, you know, there are some very successful sellers that have fewer than five products. And so kind of yeah. gates out some people there. And then also, like you say, it's like a temporary, uh, you know, they're applying and like, may, they, do they only have this for a certain amount of time or like what's? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a temporary time period that they're allowing sellers to apply for the oh, okay. right to have premium A plus content. And if you apply and you get approved and you can build out all these premium A plus content sections on your listings, then once the time period is over, you're grandfathered in and you can leave yeah. those premium A plus content sections on your listings. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but then things may change. They may charge you a fee down the road to have it again. So I don't know. It's kind of weird that they're doing this. The whole process just seems a little bit weird, but it definitely will set your brand apart from your competitors. Right now, the listings I know that have it are uh, a Shure microphone. Uh, it's by the band Shure. It's an MV7, Bose headphones, and then this other like cosmetics brand that I forget the name of. So if you want to see an example, look at, look at the Bose headphones and then... Um see if it's uh, worth it. If you, if you've got a product that, you know, uh, it's very competitive and you have a lot of content that you just haven't been able to use yet. Um, that would yeah. be, a, that'd be a, a good. I actually uh, just shot a very comprehensive YouTube video talking all about this premium A plus content. That's why it's so fresh in my brain. Now I remember yeah. this stuff. I just well, shot no, this video. So I, it, I show examples of listings of what kind of features you can have in this premium content. 
Um, so if you want to check this out, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, just search Ian Smith, Amazon, <laughs> Ian Smith, Amazon should bring you right to my YouTube channel. Um, no, I'm actually going to write it down as well. I, uh, I, I was aware that they were doing this thing, but you know, it sounds like you've gone the, the mile to like, to figure out, okay, what is this A plus content? I didn't know that like before it was gated uh you know with a quarter million dollars so yeah <laughs> uh, you know re relevant to to think that some brands thought it was worth it um it just always reminds me you know there's like some brands that just are they're playing a different game <laughs> than uh than the, than the people that are bootstrapped yeah yeah i always thought when i when i first saw it actually i thought that it was only for vendor central or basically the brands that amazon is buying at wholesale and amazon is Marketing yeah. up a uh, vendor, I think it's called. Yeah, vendor central. What is it? First, you get you got first party and third party sellers. So first yeah. party seller, I think, is yeah. is yeah, what that vendor central thing is. Well, um, so that's obviously a great way to increase your conversion rate. You know, uh, getting access to the premium uh, A plus there. Uh, now, what I pay attention to because, like, what I every week, you know, I talk with my uh, team uh, is, you know, how can we continue to improve our photos and our videos? I just go back and forth. I'm like, okay, I keep learning more. And my latest was like, it was like, oh, we want to put in some badges and like some, and, and then potentially like some UGC, like what are people saying about the product that they like? If we incorporate that more in our images, then, you know, it'll, it'll just feel more, uh, like a like a, an organic conversation of like what's good about our products, uh, so that's where my mind has been at the last few weeks. I'm wondering, um, you know, you look at a page and you think about increasing it. What what are some easy lifts or uh, tips that you uh, have to to beat the competition in this, uh, either photos, videos, or anything else? So when it comes to photos, I would definitely recommend against the whole animation, you know, fake um, renders, mock-ups, things like that. I'm really not a fan of that. I know a lot of sellers like love it and it just makes them look so professional. But from a shopper's perspective, it's not accurate. It's yeah. false advertising, in my yeah. opinion. Like they're yeah. not going to get a great idea of what that truly is going to look like in their hand. They're not going to fully have an idea of the scale size of it. And then it's going to be over polished and perfect in those photos. And when they get it, their expectations may not be met because you're setting the bar super high. So that may give you a yeah. higher return rate. We, we uh, three months ago, I went into uh, the rendering and like, it's really interesting. And like uh, for some products, I'm sure it works. We did a render of one of our products and at the end of the day, we're like, uh, no, this is probably not the direction that we wanted to go. Um, and yeah, so our photos are all very accurate. So our main goal is to, be as accurate as possible when we set the expectations. We, we definitely have high-res polished images, but we're also putting things in the image that are going to set scale. Um, we like to have social proof image in our images. So we'll do like a grid style image with like 10 different photos in there, you know, six, six to 12 different photos, just showing people wearing the, the product or showing off the product because that's going to show a little bit of social proof and build that trust and credibility. Jump into that. Um, that is, you know, uh, there's a 
few different ways to social proof. I actually don't know. Is it against uh, terms of service to uh, put in a customer's review in the photo? Like maybe just like, um, it's probably like to like take a screenshot. I'm sure they wouldn't like, you know, that is, that, yeah, that, that's that, against that, TOS. <laughs> yeah. But, but what if, what if um, you, as you describe the benefits of the product, usually the second or third image, you're basically talking, you know, you, people have infographics of like, of the benefits of a product. If you, um, you know, you have someone's customer review, you put it in quotes, but it's, uh, you know, photoshopped in, in a way that, makes it feel like we're talking about the product is is that against uh tos i i honestly don't know i'm not like <laughs> super well versed on tos it really just comes oh. down to what they'll approve yeah but i yeah. know that if you if you make it look like a clear review or an amazon review i know that they will decline that but what i was mostly saying was just showing like ugc like showing images of customers wearing holding up the product things like that and and like you're 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 saying doing like you know four five six images all in one like grid of just people using it right yeah that's, do like that, a grid shot that's interesting that's i've never heard that before that's kind of like getting the uh, lifestyle photos and just going like all in you know just on one show all these different people using it in a lot of different ways uh yeah it's it's certainly effective because uh, a lot of times like a lifestyle is just like one uh, image of a customer. Yeah. But um, now, okay, here, here's an interesting thing. When you're doing this, are you going for like legitimate UGC where it's actual customers and the pictures that they've taken? Um, or are we doing some graphic design work? And, and no. And, no. Well, what, what I mean is like, you can use some graphic design work and just do like models. Uh, where you using uh, what is that image for uh, that name for like you know uh, generic photos? What are they called? <laughs> Stock photos. Stock photos. So that's another thing I'm highly against is grabbing stock photos and then trying to Photoshop your product into that to make it look like they're using your product. That I've shoppers done, can see I've through seen, that. I've seen it done well. My problem with stock photos is the people are just either they're too good looking and too happy. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> right, too like, polished. And yeah. I'm not a huge fan of doing that. But no, what, what I mean by UGC is like, you know, you, you find a person that can hold up your product, and then you make a grid out of it. And you show a lot of different people using your product. Another type of grid image, which is really good is you get lifestyle images. And you can make like a, a tri grid, you know, it's got three different images in this one large rectangle image. And you can get a lot more information across by instead of just doing that one lifestyle image across that one image, you grid it up, you show multiple images in that one EBC photo, and you can get more information across to the seller. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. I'm buying it. That's, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's social proof. I really like how you say, you know, you want people to uh, get an accurate and, you know, it's, it's, it's why people love UGC right now, user generated content, like the video part. Uh, Cause seeing someone seeing an advertisement uh, is one thing we know, we know what advertisements look like, you know, great crystal uh, clear audio and, uh, and someone smiling at you. It's basically like the stock photo version of, of uh, like, but in video format, 
yeah where whereas if you have someone that looks normal you know they're not like too polished and they're just talking about the product and mm-hmm. um that's the that's the the route that i'm going i actually got my mom to use one of our products and uh we have a it's an able skiver it's just kind of like food uh cast iron uh thing it's danish whatever and i had her cook it and then, then i just asked her questions and <laughs> we're we're chopping up that video uh, to make it just, you know, it's just like totally normal. It's not like, it's not highly produced. I yeah. filmed, I filmed it from my phone and uh, it's going to be, there's going to be some certain relay relatability in that. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's, that's, that's how I see video and some of the, the thoughts that I've had. I wonder, um, you know, what going for in the same grain of what we're talking about right now, the uh, you know, the authenticity um now i've tell tell me a little bit more about you know your perspective yeah i think the more lower production value the more trust so if somebody sees that it's just iphone just pull it out like they're used to seeing tiktoks and youtube videos and viral content you know that is super low production value very bad video quality very bad audio quality and that is like they see that a lot more than they see the higher overproduced content because typically when they see overproduced content, it's either a piece of content like a movie or a show, or it's a commercial. And if you're trying to make a commercial, if you can go lower production value with it, I find that you're going to build more trust and it's going to be more believable. And if you want to slap on family owned, family owned business, like all of a sudden people are like, no, this is, this looks like a family owned business. (laughs) You know, this is not, um, some mega corporation. Interesting. I love yeah, it. Sometimes people like supporting small businesses. I mean, all it really comes down to as a shopper, you really got to put yourself in their shoes and think, okay, they're going to look at the price point. They're going to look at the competitors. How do you stack up along the competitors? What is your promise? You know, what are your features and benefits? Um, and do they believe you? Are you convincing enough that you're going to solve their problem? That's as basic as it comes down to like when I'm making a purchase, I'm literally thinking, is this going to solve my problem and work out? Or is this going to be something I'm going to have to return? And I don't want to return stuff. It's such a pain to return stuff. So, you know, is this going to cause me more problems or is this going to be the solution? So the more information you can give them, that's going to help them make that decision of, is this going to work and be my solution or not? Yeah. The better. Now, of all the things that you've worked on uh, before, is there some some single thing that you've done, and like maybe just a case study on a single product that like increased conversion rate more than anything else? You're like, oh, we did this with this one time, and like, boom. Yeah, it was definitely EBC. We were able to double a client's conversion rate because he had no EBC. So his conversion rate on the listing was about 10%. And we were running PPC ads for him and they just weren't profitable. But then he had us do a product photo shoot and build out an EBC section for him. And we doubled it to 20 to 25%. Are you serious? EBC jumped it up that much? Yeah, definitely. Having an EBC is going to be very crucial. Then the next thing after that would be having a video or multiple videos And then if you've already got EBC and videos and you're still trying to increase the conversion rate, build out a storefront. Definitely have a storefront and start doing Amazon posts. Um, With storefronts, you can 
You can use it as a landing page when you're driving off Amazon traffic. You can have people add to cart from your storefront so you can bypass, if you drove them from a Google search ad to your storefront or product page there, they can add to cart. They don't have to see any of your competitors at all. They just add it to cart and then they're immediately buying. So you're not you know, losing them to one of your competitors. Plus you can put a lot of videos. You can put some really good selling content on your storefront. So if you don't want to go and build a, a landing page, then I would say build out a storefront and use that as your traffic destination. Interesting. Um, I never realized that like the storefront can have a higher conversion rate because there's just, you know, it's absent of competitors. And uh, cause you can't compete. You can't, you can't advertise in other people's uh, storefronts. Is that right? I don't know if you can advertise. You say, Oh, ever like run ads, like other ads are on other storefronts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't believe there's any ads on storefronts. I may be wrong, but I don't believe so. No, I don't Another think so thing that Google or Amazon just rolled out is that if you're running Google search ads and you're using an Amazon attribution link and you link them you know, using Google search ads, attribution link, link them to your product page, there's going to be a new section that appears at the top of your product page, which is going to show them three other similar products. So it's kind of like Amazon is trying to throw the sellers a bone by saying, hey, thanks for driving external traffic. You know, because you're doing that, we're going to help you in cross-selling your other products in your lineup. So there's going to be like this dynamic section that appears if the traffic comes from an attribution link and Google. Interesting. Well, um, I, I like that. Uh, and it's interesting, interesting that you, you know, you were starting on your Amazon uh, journey by, you know, with the Facebook ads and Google ads, which is where a lot of people don't start. They kind of like end up there now, nowadays, it feels like this is, that's where the conversation is going. Um, because yeah. because people are running out of places to advertise. Um, now, uh, switching gears back to, um, I'm actually just curious because like I've dabbled in YouTube uh, as a content creator. Um, where do you see yourself going with uh, YouTube, you know, uh, in, into the future? Like uh, it, you, uh, you post one, two videos a, a week is uh what's your favorite part about it and yeah whatever you've got I'm, I'm just interested so recently i just transitioned from doing like longer form youtube videos that are like 10 to 15 minutes long to now i'm doing a whole lot more shorts and the shorts are actually getting a lot more organic visibility they're kind of like short term so I'll get like 3000 views within like 24 hours of posting it. And then it won't get any more views after that versus long form content. will get like 3000 views over the following three months or something after I post it. I'm, and then I'm using that 60 second short vertical style video and I'm posting it on, you know, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And so short content is like having a balance between long content and short content is definitely where I'm headed right now. And it seems like the algorithms are pushing short content more. So I'm just trying to be in line with the algorithms. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, everyone's trying to catch up to TikTok uh, as, yeah. Uh, and, and so um, they're investing in their parts of their platform that are, are there. That's um, I like that. You know, I, uh, I think it's interesting to have a little bit of both and um, yeah, well, um, uh, Ian, 
thanks for you know covering uh, a few different things and talking a lot about the authenticity of your product page. And uh, certainly there's actually more that we could cover on that subject alone, but it's almost kind of like you need to analyze a lot of you know specific products and look into them. Be like, hey, how can we do this a little bit better? Um, but um, uh, if you have a smart hack that you can leave our audience with either in life or business, uh, uh, what's something that has helped you? Well, for me, and I'm a little bit different because I run a service-based business. I guess it could be the same if you run a product business, but really it just comes down to content, content creation. So I was starting out with creating video content, posting on YouTube and getting organic discovery around the world. You know, people from China, Taiwan and Japan and UK and Canada, like all over the place would reach out to me. And I love that. So now I'm starting to expand that to doing the shorts, like I mentioned, doing written content. So I launched a blog, evolvemediablog.com. So we have like a video and a written blog, and then we have shorts. So kind of diversifying the types of content um, and making it consumable for however people like to consume it. So that's what I would say is invest in content and then use that content as a soldier, you know, a salesperson for you that lives forever, sells, sells 24 seven, right? It's always working for you. Uh, shelf life is very long. So when you invest in content, it just opens up a world of possibilities on how you can then distribute the content. Distributing the content is probably more work than creating it. Love it. Yep. Uh, I've been investing in that for a while. It, it is hard, but, uh, it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. Uh, we'll, uh, wrap up there and, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hope to, uh, uh, we'll see you, uh, on next week's episode and, uh, thanks. Uh, have a good one. Thanks, Scott. One, two, three. Yeah!